0: Welcome to the Bluebird Uncaged podcast. We are a collective whose mission is to bring hope and dignity through dance. We believe art shapes culture and want to steward our gifts with wisdom and excellence to point people to Jesus. From hosting festivals and live performances to producing multimedia content to serving internationally, we seek to foster community among dance artists. We'd love to meet you and connect on our social media platforms at Bluebird Uncaged, but until then, enjoy today's episode. Hey guys, it's the last episode of the year. Um that's pretty amazing. I hope you guys have been having a great nutcracker season or whatever holiday shows that you have been doing. Um, This really is one of my favorite times of the year, and we have a really fun episode for you today. We are going to be sharing some of our favorite Nutcracker memories, and I think you'll really enjoy it. So I think I'll start with my memories first, and I didn't really plan these out, so I might just be kind of rambling a little bit. Um, I'm going to try to go in chronological order, but... The first Nutcracker that I saw, I was, my birthday's in March, so I was two years old. I was almost three, and I pointed to the stage, and I said, I want to be her. And now, it wasn't the Sugar Plum Fairy, but I wanted to be Clara. And so that's how my mom put me in ballet lessons. And I think Nutcracker has had a special place in my heart for the past what is it? Okay. 26 years now. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so I went, I, the first thing that I did in Nutcracker was a, I was a baby doll in battle scene and I had to just walk on stage and act really scared and like wiggle my knees and, and then the mice picked us up. We had to kick and, and then we got put down on the other side of stage and walked off. (laughs) So, um, that was fun. But I think it was just, you know, the magic of being backstage and being in a professional production or uh, semi-professional in, in um, a student company. But um, eventually, so actually the year that I, you know how sometimes you're expecting roles and we'll talk about that later. But, you know, you're like, oh, I think this is the year that I'm going to be Clara. This is the year. Um, the year that that happened i did not get to be clara and i was actually a part that i did not want to be um they actually made clara an older dancer in the year that i was expecting it to be you know my year and i got really upset but i was like no, i'm gonna keep working keep pushing keep trying Um, But it was good. I'm glad that I waited because the fact that they had made Clara an older dancer meant that she got to dance on point. And so I actually did get to be Clara in 2016. No, 2016. Well, 2006. (laughs) 2006. Yes. And I think a really fun part about it was that my brother got to be my Fritz. So we got to dance on stage together and that was really fun. But well, one memory that at the beginning, um, during the overture, like while we're waiting, the whole Silverhouse family is waiting for the curtains to open. My stage mom, she like whispered to me, she said, you are the magic. And I think that that really stuck with me. Like in Dancing a Nutcracker, you are the magic for someone else. Um, then I did many Nutcrackers with Sonny ballet theater which was a small studio that i grew up at and i changed studios my senior year of high school so i got my senior year of high school i got to do nutcracker at the fox theater in atlanta with the atlanta ballet and that was so much fun so the first year i was a lamb like a pink lamb and a dream fairy but the opening night was the 80th anniversary of the nutcracker in atlanta and i literally was a human prop on stage during the opening of act two as a dream fairy and i was just standing there and posing and did a few boys but um i just remember with the live orchestra and thinking wow this is such a privilege to be able to be on stage and such a blessing to just be able to do this and some of my favorite we didn't we did over twenty shows per season at of Nutcracker alone at Atlanta Ballet, and I was usually in um, all of the cast except for one, so we only got one cast off and different things. But um, yeah, it was there. Were so many special memories. Our dressing room was room was on the fifth floor, but we couldn't use elevators because, of course, that was for <laughs> the principals and stuff. So we had to climb all the stairs. And, um, but I think, I'm trying to think, I think actually one of the hardest roles that I did was the maid in party scene. And it was hard because we had to hand out the toys in a certain order. And we had to memorize the order to hand out the toys <laughs> to the kids. So I think that w- that was actually one one of the harder roles. It wasn't even you know, dancing, but I love being in party scene and love acting. Fun fact, I have never been a party parent, actually. I'm too short, but The Maid is fun. I think a funny memory when I was a, so in Atlanta Ballet, John McFall's version of The Nutcracker, the flowers are in opening of act two, and then in the opening of Act Two, they do the Sugar Plum variation and the prince's variation so that the potato de is kind of broken up. And one, so where all the flowers are like standing in the back during the Sugar Plum variation, and I don't know what happened in the orchestra pit, but apparently they were actually using a keyboard for the. Um, sugar plum variation like the dee 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 and the keyboard got on the wrong setting and so it was more like an organ sound and it was like da, 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 da. <laughs> and i think that was that was funny of course sugar plum she took it like a champ and they got it fixed <laughs> while like during her variation so that was that was a fun memory and um but i think the last Nutcracker that I got to do was in 2019, which was so special. Um, it was, I got invited back to be the Sugar Plum for Sony School of Ballet or Sony Ballet Theater, which was where I had grown up. And that was 10 years after my last Nutcracker with them. So it was really cool to just kind of come back and remember, like, you are the magic. And um, I really hope to do. I hope I hope that wasn't my last Nutcracker at all but you know I'm realizing that it's such a blessing and such a gift to be on stage and to be able to do Nutcracker or wear a tutu and I know guys that sometimes it can be tiring especially if you are dancing with a professional company and doing so many shows but remember that um, it is a gift like being on stage is such a gift and you are the magic during this season. You can inspire so many individuals and help them get into the Christmas mood. Um, But that's enough of my memories. Um, Next, we are going to head to Jessica, and you guys heard her interview a few episodes ago, and she's going to share her memory.
1: So back in the day, um, when I was dancing with Atlanta Ballet, uh, this was the first go around, um, cause there were two. Anyway, um, back in the day Dancing for Ballet, and they have like the season of nutcracker, like many companies do, like it's a longer thing. It's not just like four shows, like some smaller places. It's just, it's like you've got December and it's 28 days or 28 shows of nutcracker. And so, There are multiple casts, and um, after a while, you know, you may be cast like A and C for flowers, for example, right? Um, After a while, the shows kind of start blurring together, and you get this, you know, not every show is your 100% moment. Um, You're not fully with it for every single show. And, um, I think we were doing a kids in step. That's a shortened version of the nutcracker for kids. I think it was during kids in step and we just had to do flowers and it was in the morning, um, and there was another dancer whose name I will keep out of it. But we hit this little tableau in the middle of flowers, right? And it's dewdrop is dancing and we're all like sitting there posed. And um, she's on a knee. Um, I'm standing kind of across from her, you know, as you do, semicircle sort of situation. So she's taken a knee, and um, we're just letting do drop dance. And everybody's smiling, and is pleasant, and as you are, um, whilst standing on stage for flowers. And um, All of a sudden, I just noticed this like slightly, just this almost imperceptible movement of her like leaning to the right, slightly, slightly, and then even more aggressively. And she just completely tipped over like one solid piece, like the Leaning Tower of Pisa. It was the most hysterical thing. And everybody's trying so hard not to laugh and not to lose it and start shaking. Um, But yeah, she just straight up just like tipped over and her arms are out to the side. And so she just kind of like pushed herself back up and had this really really amazingly huge grin where she was trying not to laugh and also trying to move so slowly to fix herself that nobody noticed um, while Dewdrop was dancing. And people were like almost crying on stage trying to keep from laughing. Um, so the rest of flowers was very lively and, um, and I still think about that, that moment quite a lot. Um, so that is my funny and fun, that story.
2: Hello, my name is Kara Celeste and I am a dancer with Bluebird Uncaged. I grew up at Beaver School of Ballet, which is a Christian company. And I left there to go to the Gainesville Ballet, which is based out of Brunel University and was under the direction of Diane Callahan. And then I went from there to go to the Kingsport Ballet, which is under the direction of Valeria Senevskaya. Um, These are wonderful ballet companies that taught me so much. Um, I further... I furthered my education in dance with Kennesaw State University and upon graduation I became a um, moving artist or dancer with Glow Atlanta and I became a freelance choreographer for musical artists in the city of Atlanta. So all in all it was a pretty fun time getting to do all that. Um, I am here however to tell you my favorite Nutcracker memory and I don't know I don't know if it's my favorite or more traumatic, but I always remember this story, so we love quick changes. They are the least stressful, the most exhilarating, and this is all sarcasm, they are the most stressful. They are really exhilarating, and you kind of hate that you have them, but we're all about the dance and we want our audience to see the best parts of us, correct? The only thing is... Is you better make sure you have your checklist (laughs) because if not everything is there you will regret it (laughs) Um, this was not personally me but I had a friend who was quick-changing from marzipan was it marzipan no it was Arabian to waltz of the flowers so Arabian doesn't some some schools will do Arabian in point shoes, some will not. Ours did not, though she was barefoot. So our friend went from Arabian and had to go to Waltz of the Flowers Core. And she had like a short dance in between that, because we know how long Nutcracker dances are in the second act, they're so like literally a minute to 45 seconds. And um, I remember she went backstage, and we were helping her get on her costume, and she goes, where are my toe pads? where are my toe pads and the the music before us was just dying out and she was having to get ready for waltz of the flowers i couldn't help her anymore because i was a demi soloist but i was just i remember sitting there and thinking like oh my god she's she's going to be like one of the french girls because french women and french ballerinas they're not they're told not to wear toe pads so they can build up resistance in their skin Which is awful, but I was like, she'll be, like, one of the French girls. (laughs) I remember thinking that. But, yeah, so she went on, no toe pads, and came off, and she had blood coming through her point shoes, which was absolutely, like, I felt really bad for her, and I was just also like, what a trooper, because you literally danced Waltz of the Flowers. I think it's about a four-minute dance. You danced no, it's seven minutes. You dance waltz to the flowers with no toe pads. And that's absolutely amazing. So I, I commend you, Ada, Spahia. You are absolutely amazing. And if you ever hear this, just know that that memory stays in my mind all the time. All right, you guys have a happy holiday. And just have a great day. You guys have a good one. Bye.
0: I think my, well, there's so many favorite memories from Nutcracker, but I think my favorite one was one year we decided to play telephone during on stage during snow scene, and uh, it, <laughs> I think it just got really out of hand. We started doing like pig noises, animal noises. It just became like really insane, and we thought we were really clever. And that we were getting away with it. And I remember we got yelled at so bad for just being super disrespectful and doing all that. So in hindsight, yeah, thinking back, I'm like, that wasn't the best idea, but it was a blast. And I have so much fun,
1: (laughs) like memories of it. So I think that's the one that's sticking out to me at the moment.
0: All right, that was fun. Um, That last clip was Naomi Van Brunt from the LA Dance Project. And you can hear her interview in one of the very, very earliest episodes. I think it's episode one or two. But I hope that that was fun for you guys. And I hope that you are creating your own memories. And I hope you have a very, very Merry Christmas. And we will see you in the new year. Thank you for listening to the Bluebird Uncaged podcast. For more information about Bluebird Uncaged, including tickets for our upcoming performances, joining our online community, or how you can get involved in future Bluebird projects, visit our website at bluebirduncaged.com.